Hey there, have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get the gem on the Queen's Crown, the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions, such as how do I get my show on Spotify and all the other places people love to listen? How can I make money with this podcast? And where do I want to host this show? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors so you can get paid to podcast. As an Anchor user myself, I love how easy it is to upload my podcast and the fact I can get to Spotify and other platforms. Plus, I love the fact I can now start making money with my talent and my podcast. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. This is the Gem on the Queen's Crown. A podcast talking about Cincinnati and Dayton, Ohio sports. Here's the host, Lee W. Mowen. Hey, and welcome to episode 13 of the Gem on the Queen's Crown. Before we begin with our special guest... Just a couple of beginning points. First of all, a big thank you goes out to Chad Hollingsworth for the brand new logo for the podcast. He made it using pieces of the Dayton and Cincinnati flag. Not physically, because I'm not sure, but I don't think you're allowed to cut up flags like that. But no, in all seriousness, thank you, Chad, for making my new logo, which has the little Dayton gear and the Cincinnati River waves in the middle and the gem on the queen's crown right dab in the middle and that's what the podcast is called also i want to tell you about some of the great ways you can listen to my podcast you can listen on the host gemcitysports.com my website theleewmallon.com you can listen to this podcast on itunes google play the app pocket casts tune in stitcher and streampod.net and also follow me on social media, the Lee W. Mowen on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Now time to kick off episode 13 the right way with my special guest, Mark Schlemmer. Mark, great to have you aboard, and how you doing? Yeah, we're doing all right. Hanging in there, good to see you again. Great to see you as well, and it's great to be able to come back and talk sports, and we have a lot to cover. Never a dull moment in the world of sports. Last time Ever. Mark was on my podcast, it was episode 8, and it's been a little while, but we're starting episode 13. No, I did not pick episode 13 for Mark because that's a very lucky number. It just happened to fall like that. But Mark, like I said, it's great to have you back. Just keep in mind all the trouble you've had with the microphones and stuff. What are you talking about? <laughs> this is the first time that we're recording this. Yeah, I've got oh. headphones on like old school. Mark is wearing my special sportscasting this headphones. This is old, man. It's like remoteville. This is outstanding. I love those headphones. The only thing I don't like about them, they cost 200 bucks and took about two months to arrive. That was a pain in the buttocks. It was fun watching you try to 
fix everything, though. Technical difficulties have been the <laughs> main theme of episode 13, or it could be just that my gear is getting old and quite well used, and five years of age, it's falling apart. So hopefully no more screw-ups, no more gears exploding. Next thing I know, my mixer will explode, and then, ah, that's it. I want to talk sports, not about what my equipment's doing. And Mark is a great sports talk host. Was. Great. Was. Hey, That's ancient history. You're great. I can't compete with the people of today. I mean, how can you compete with what they've got on every day from 4 to 6 on one of our locals? I, I, tell I mean, you are you kidding me? I tell you get a Twitter. Bob Costas ought to be shaking in his shoes. Come on, man. And that stuff in Cincinnati? Gee, I, that's icy awards. <laughs> we got a lot to talk about today. And I've, I missed Mark's here. Good. How's that for Cincinnati? Good. <laughs> if you like what my host is doing already in the first few minutes, friend him on Facebook. That's the right thing, right? Or, or just go on to my Facebook page like everything else. I mean, I don't know. If you want to friend me, fine. I don't think you need to. I mean, it seems like everybody and their brother's on here, which is fine, and that's what it's for. Just go to my Facebook page and join in the fun. There's a lot of fun to be had as well. And Mark had a really cool survey question that I like to tap into more in episode 13. I guess we'll go ahead and start with that. Uh, Mark, we're talking about who's got the better trade value for the Cincinnati Reds. Are we talking Adam Duvall, Scott Schebler, or Billy Hamilton? Yeah, I limited it to the three outfielders. And originally, I'd only had Duvall and Schebler up there. And then the more I thought about it, it's like, no. You got to throw Billy in there too. He's always good for some firewood, if nothing else. Um, but it does have a, it. It does bring up an interesting question because GM Dick Williams has already made it very clear that Winker is going to play. And he has come out so. very clear that he's all about on base percentage. Billy Hamilton is not in that boat, obviously, after five years. Um, so that leaves somebody as the odd man out. Duvall, Shebler, I don't know. Um, I can make a case for both. They're both better defensively than they get credit for. Now, Duvall's been up for gold gloves the last two years, and I'm still really not understanding that one at all. Granted, he's got a lot of assists, but they're running on him too. Um, Duvall, to me, seems to run out of steam in September. Maybe his diabetic problems are, are part of it. I don't know. Shebler... He is kind of a combination of Adam Dunn. Um, it's an all or nothing, only he doesn't walk near like Dunn did. He's a decent outfielder. He's not gold glove quality, but he's, he's acceptable. To me, Shebler at this point of his career is a DH, American League slugger, more or less. Duvall, if I had to trade for one or the other, obviously if I'm looking for a left-handed bat, Shebler's the answer. Um, Hamilton is Hamilton. If you're a team with a, an outfield the size of a barn, you know, a big old yard, okay, fine. He might be able to help you. Colorado, the Giants, I know have been mentioned a lot. Um, then he has a little more value where he can go cover all that ground for you. The problem, and, and I've talked about this to nauseam, you can't hide him in the batting order. You just can't. The five-year experiment is not working. It's very simple to me. If he's one of your faces of a franchise and you finish last the last five years, there's a big problem there. Okay, he'll score you 80 runs, 
but he doesn't get on base enough to make that count. It, it just his his defensive ability will save you runs. His offensive ability will cost you runs. He's not a good base dealer. He's a track runner. He gets thrown out at third constantly in stupid situations. He can't bunt. He's proven that. So where do you hide him in the order? You can't hit him eighth, and you got two outs back-to-back with a pitcher. You can't hit him second because you can't bunt. You can't hit and run. And if he does bunt, then they walk Votto anyway. So his value to me is still maybe as a fifth outfielder, defensive replacement. But to say this kid's an everyday pinch, uh, uh, an everyday player, no, no. That's and and yes, I understand the pitching is a huge problem. I get it, but I will take my chances with at this point a winker. I don't want Shebler in center, but there's got to be guys free agent. Carlos Gomez, who's ancient, but he can at least get on base. He'll get the job done. He will give you this team more of what they need than a two forty hitting fly ball chaser. That's it. You know why people are so infatuated with this little toy, this China doll. I don't know. I don't. If he was a 300 hitter like Altuve, if he made things happen like Pedroia, okay, I get it. But he has it in five years, and the clock's ticking. It's it's not working. You know, it's just not. Is it all his problem there at the last place? No. That starts with Brian Price in my mind and pitching, obviously. But this team scored enough runs to be competitive, and they're not. But to me. Hamilton will be my number one guy out of here. The problem is I don't know that he's got as much value as the other two. It only takes one team to love you. That's the thing. So good, valid question. Um, I think you will see one of them move without question. I just don't know which one. And that's one of the questions you can see on Mark Schlemmer's Facebook page. Did you see about the Minnesota Twins asking about Rysel Iglesias? Everybody and their brothers asking about Iglesias. And for good reason. He's a good pitcher. He's obviously the best they've got down the bullpen. Mm-hmm. And I know people have talked about him becoming a starter. I, again, I think I think that experiment was tried and failed. At least to this point of his career, he's shown he's not durable enough to go every five days and stay healthy. Okay, you can make the argument, okay, but why do you want to waste your best pitcher as a closer when they don't have enough chances to close? Well, valid point, but... Why do you want to put a guy in a role that he's not going to be successful at? When you're going to have to dip into your bullpen anyway. If you're going to build a house, you've got to have a cornerstone. So you don't you don't move him from his successful role to somewhere else. It's like moving Suarez off third now back to short so Senzel can play third. Why? Suarez is 25 years old, coming into his own, had a good year defensively too. You don't do that. Let Senzel go play somewhere else. You know, why everybody wants to move these guys around, no. But, yeah, I saw Iglesias with, I think, a few other teams, obviously. Another guy I deal in that bullpen is Lorenzen. I wouldn't think twice about getting rid of him. I've said it before. I'll say it again. He doesn't have the guts to be a relief pitcher. He might be the nicest kid in the world. I know a lot of Boy Scouts are good kids, but they can't get people out. He's shown over and over again. He come in and home run, home run, home run. You know, fine. He wants to be a starter now, too. Didn't we see this act with Jeremy Affield years ago? Hey, I want to be a starter now. How'd that work out? He tried spring training, proved he couldn't do it. They traded him, and he was one of the better relievers in the game. No, Lorenzen, you are what you are. He's a young arm. Okay, 
package him as Rocco, Hamilton, all these other parts that have no value anymore, go get something for him. There and, and prospects, no. Prospects are suspects until further notice. You're at a point now where you can box up Mesrocco, Lorenzen, Hamilton, and go get a proven pitcher. Somebody. That's what they need. Garrett they Cole can. comes to mind from Pittsburgh. Lance Lynn is a Cardinal. Now, trying to pry him away from the Cardinals is probably not going to happen. But Especially if you're Cincinnati. Go down to Tampa Bay. Chris Archer. Yeah. Tampa Bay needs players. There's three of them for you. You want any more? We'll go find you some more trash in the bullpen we can get rid of. But if they're not going to help your club, don't hold on to them. You're trying to improve yourself. General manager meetings are starting today. You can bet the ranch. Dick Williams is down at Dollar Tree and Dollar General looking for bobbleheads and broken pieces, and the other teams are looking for real players. So, I, And I don't want to hear the song and dance about small value, a small market team. No, there's money. TV money, player money, you spend it the right way, you win. It's just that simple. And Reds fans will come out if they have a reason to come out. If, as as they said, if you win, the people will show up. Mm-hmm. But you have to show them that you have an interest in winning. And at this point, the Reds, this rebuild has been more of a, I don't even know what you'd call it. You don't rebuild when you've got pretty much all veterans in the field. Your rebuild's on the mound, but you're not rebuilding. You're throwing them out there for a start at a time instead of go out there and sink or swim. You know, Castillo, they finally let him stay out there, and look what happened. He proved out to be pretty good. Now will he be next year? Who knows? But a rebuild's not running the guy in and out every two starts. They destroyed Stevenson doing that. They pretty much wiped out Amir Garrett doing that. So I don't know what you call this. I call it a calamity, to be honest with you. I don't know why I call it either. It's just... You know, yeah, if you win, people show up. Ask the Browns fans. Ask Bengal fans. Yeah. You know, they're the most loyal fans in Cleveland, and there's more empty seats than a right State home basketball game right now up there. Really. I mean, you can't, you can't continue the cycle of losing and expect people to keep paying their money. It just doesn't work that way, especially in today's world where you got every sport in the sun going at the same time. And plus, money's tight anymore for most folks. For most people, it is. I mean, especially when I can sit right there and watch my TV and be 20 feet away from a crapper, not have to get in a fight when I go get something to eat. Or I'm in, in, in my car going to work, and I can listen to the games for free on no, the wait radio. Minute. Wait a minute. Sports on radio, they really do that? There's I've games. been told there's sports games. and sports talk on radio is not a viable situation. Well, it games. won't work. Well, what they do is they have this thing, and they put the games on the radio so you can listen to them if you're not available to go to the game. I, I, it's an amazing phenomenon how that works. And trust me, during this year, I'm constantly flipping on the AM dials to hear Cincinnati Xavier, Miami. I don't know if they're on 980 or... You mean Dayton Sports Station with no local live sports? Um, that sports station? Well, they have dragons during the summer. Dragons? Dragons baseball. Yeah, baseball. Baseball. Yeah. Um... And listen to Wright State and Dayton games. I mean, coming out of the A-10 men's soccer semifinals, that's what I was listening to. I was too late to listen to the ending of Dayton Ball State, but I got to listen to the ending of Wright State at Loyola Chicago, former Horizon League opponent. Um, I was surprised that Benzinger played because I thought – I don't think he played much. I think he only sparingly. 
I think he got 16 points in that match, and I don't. I didn't think he was supposed to play at all. Now, the thing about it, when you come off an injury like that, I think it was a hernia surgery or whatever, mm. as an athlete, to me, if you can play at all, then play. Yeah. Now, granted, you don't want to send somebody out there if they're, if they're not able. Right. But once you get into the flow, the adrenaline takes over. Hey, if, you can, if you can put the uniform on and get out there and play. To me, running you in and out is going to make things worse than having you try to go. Once you get going, you're okay. It's when you stop and have to warm back up, ah, you got a problem. But Wright State basketball is going to be okay. Um, I think so, too. Nagy's a very good coach. Just give him some time to get his own people and hope the athletic director stays out of his way. Just I keep mean, your feet out of the hallways and don't trip the guy. He'll be okay. First year, he got 20 wins. He's a proven coach. Yeah. He's he's already got four recruits for next year, which, granted, you don't know if they're going to be D1 players or not, but his track record tells me the guy knows what he's doing. Yeah. Um, just give it time. Fans anymore are so impatient. In every sport, it's a microwave, hey, win now or get the hell out of town. Did Aaron Rodgers play right away? No. no. Warren Moon? No. You know, you got to let kids develop. And anymore, you don't. Speaking of needing to be patient, former Dayton Flyers head coach Archie Miller started his reign over the Hoosiers, and he got rained on. Yeah, Indiana State came in and paid ninety thousand dollars to get his pants pulled down in front of his home crowd. But you know, he's not the first guy that's had that happen, and he won't be the last. I mean, if you think about it, Anthony Grant just about got his handed to him the other night against Ball State. They go fourteen nothing. They go down to the last miracle shot. So it happens. Um, you know, Troy Aikman started out 1-15 for the Cowboys. He worked out all right. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of expectations on Squiggy over there. Um, and the same with, with the Anthony Grant. Now, UD's going to go down to this Charleston tournament this weekend. You know, they may play well, they may not. I, what I saw the other night, they're a young team. And I think a lot of UD fans are in that microwave bubble they seem to forget you lost five or six players that contributed 125 wins over the last four years. That took a lot of points away from this team. Yeah, okay, you got Cunningham, you got Zerius Williams and Daryl Davis back and Ben Crosby, your point guard, but you lost a lot of talent. So to expect this team to just roll in and win 25-30, boys and girls, that ain't going to happen. And if it does... Anthony Grant ought to have a statue out front of the arena. They're going to be okay. They're not – they look like a team that's searching to find out who they are, first of all. The big Greek kid, uh, for everything I was told and led to believe, he was going to be the next great thing, one and done. I understand he was hurt. I understand he hadn't played in a couple of years, but I got news for you. He's a long way from good. And like you said, it's about giving these athletes and coaches time. You have, and unfortunately, with with the amount of money coaches are paid, with the attention the athletes get, um, they don't get that luxury. You know, Bing Crosby, John Crosby, your point guard last year, he'd pound the ball through the court, dribbling it. Okay, he's a sophomore now. He's more comfortable. He doesn't have to look over his shoulder, going, "Well, I'm coming out as soon as I make a mistake." The good thing about freshmen and sophomore, they become junior and seniors. Mm-hmm. 
but you have to allow them that opportunity to make mistakes. I think UD will be okay. Zerius Williams has improved night and day from when he first got there, and I'm sure the Greek kid will be okay. You forget the other Czechoslovakian kid didn't play the other night. He was sick. Okay, add him to the mix. There's another score. But it's still going to take this team time, some games, to know who's who on the court, what their roles are. And I did see the two freshman kids, I think Crutcher and Davis, number four, played very well. There's a lot of Davis kids. Yeah, a lot of them. I thought thought they played okay. Um, But UD fans can't – they can't start beating the drum on Anthony Grant's head if they stumble a couple times. This team is a work in progress. Just hope by conference time they figure out who's who. Give the big Greek kid a couple games to get on his feet. I did notice he kind of shied away from defensive contact the other night. It was like he was a toll bridge. He looked like he looked like Russell Blodine letting guys run by him. Nice. But he'll get better. You know, they're going to be okay. Just you got to let these teams in right states in the same boat. Let Nagy get his system in place. Let him get his players, you know, in place. They'll be okay. You know, it's just unfortunately it's that way in every sport and in, in everything we do. We live in a time where, like I mentioned in the first recording, you get your news now through social media, but at the same time, you know, things take time. Things take time to happen, and things take time to be good. And I get that, but sometimes there's too much time, and it's time to unwind the clock, and I use that transition from local college hoops to the Bengals in 3-6, and and also... Mentioned the Northmost Ohio NFL squad, the Browns at 0 and 9. It's it's amazingly sad. Um, I'll, I'll start with Cleveland first. The perfect season again. Yeah. How a team can be so inept for so long, and Cub fans, you can sing all you want about 100 years and all that, but the NFL is a league built on parity. Draft choices, and again, next year, your Browns are going to have the number one pick again and another top ten. How year after year you can be so bad. And the Bengals had the market for that for years. Make no mistake about it. Mike Brown had the blueprint of being crappy, and still does for that matter. But even he, by accident, stumbled around and made the playoffs five times in a row. How the Browns can mess up draft choices, ownership, front office year after year after year is simply an amazing thing i don't know i i don't even know how you how you describe it it's almost comical yesterday's end of the first half two yards ago no timeouts and they try a quarterback sneak i'm sorry i'm still laughing at that one leaving the uh a10 men's soccer championship game having it on 1290 because the Bengals are at halftime at that point, just listening to that call, just my jaw was dropped. I mean, I had that draw drop from the Stewart Bridge all the way to Austin Pike. I was laughing. I flipped over, and it was just so funny. You just you couldn't believe it. It was like, no, you don't, you can't do that. But, you know, I thought of Green Bay today before you got here until Reggie White showed up. Green Bay was kind of the Siberia of the NFL. Nobody wanted to go free agents. Are you kidding me? 
once he got there, it changed that whole culture around. Brett Favre became Brett Favre. Is it going to take a miracle like that in Cleveland? I guess. But how you miss year after year after year on quarterback after quarterback, you miss on a number one pick in the NFL, it will set you back. Now, granted, you can get lucky in the fifth, sixth, seventh round occasionally, but the NFL primarily is built with draft choices at the top, and somehow this team just screws it up. It's an amazing thing. The Bengals, I honestly thought yesterday, and I know they were 3-5 and five going in, and there was really no reason for optimism, but I honestly thought looking at the rest of the AFC, there was a lot of four-loss, five-loss teams, six-loss teams, and you thought, you know what? If they just put a string together, they can sneak in the back door of the playoffs. And then all of a sudden, Russell Blodine's picture hit me and Marvin Lewis, and reality hit me right in the face. These are the Bengals. And yesterday's game encapsulated the Marvin Lewis, Mike Brown, Cincinnati Bengals. Perfect is a target. What he did, first a personal foul, was not a personal foul, bumping into the guy. He's a target. Uh, yeah, it was. But it, was, but it wasn't egregious. It wasn't throwing him into the wall. And then the, the rep puts his hand on him, so he pushes it away. He's a target. Everybody knows he's a target. But him being gone, the fact that A.J. Green gets booted last week, perfect this week, that's two of your best players. That's frustration. You cannot allow this to happen over and over as a head coach. Marvin Lewis encourages it, apparently. But the end of that game, you have a defensive back, Josh Shaw, get called for defensive holding three straight times on third and long. The final touchdown, they barely stretched the ball over the goal line as a guy runs between three Bengal defenders. The perfect ending. I'm not, I'm not a big Andy Dalton hater, haven't been. I've actually defended him. But I got to admit, right now, you're going nowhere. You're allowed to let A.J. McCarron walk out the door for basically nothing. Now, folks, is the time you better put that kid in there and find out how good is this guy. The NFL has so many teams starving for quarterbacks that aren't named Colin Kaepernick. Dalton would be trade bait. His salary is minimal compared to normal quarterbacks. If McCarron's your answer, then you better find out before you just let him walk. And, and I know why they're not doing it. Because if he comes in and he plays well, even in mop-up time, now you've got a hell of a problem. Well, guess what? You're going nowhere. Andy has done nothing. Okay, he's got you to the dance, but I don't go to a dance to be a wallflower. I can stay home and do that. Put the kid in see what he gives you. What the hell? If he's any good, maybe he even increases his value. Of course, yeah, but he stunk in the preseason. So, But, but he does have... He does have the skins on the wall, so to speak, that he's won in big games in college, national titles, whatnot. Find out what he's got. He's got no value to you right now sitting there. At this point, he's walking away as a free agent because you screwed up the Browns trade. They screwed up. You screwed up. Whatever. You should have had that done before. So, I'm fine. I'm not just not getting you much. But, there you go. But right now, it's more like, Find out. Marvin, every week, I'm going to make personnel changes. I'm waiting. Who? I've seen nothing. Nothing. Now, Billings yesterday I thought played better. 
the big other fat kid they activated off the fat the practice squad, Tuopo or whatever, Don Ho's first cousin. I thought he played okay. He's 360 pounds. He's a fat guy. That's what his job is. Stand there and don't let him run by you. So now you better find out what you got. Um, how you allow this to happen, and, and I, I wrote it last night. I'll write it again. Mr. Brown, you need to make a statement. Your fan base is already mutinying again. If you want to save the franchise fans before Marvin ever got on the bus last night, you're done. You're out of here. We don't accept losing any longer. We've given you a chance. I'm not waiting till the end of the year. Here's your eight-game severance package. Take a walk. I'm not big on who your interim would be, but at least your fans would know, hey, I'm trying. I'm tired of losing like you. You're out of here. Take Opie with you. We're going to see what McCarron gives us the last eight games, seven games, whatever it is now. He won't do it. That's where the fan base has a lot of problem with it. I get the salary. Okay, that's wonderful. You've already spent that money. It's gotten you nothing in return. Your offensive line is beyond calamity. You know, I mean, I'm sorry, Whitworth, I'm happy for the guy. He's out there having a ball. Seitler, unfortunately, got sent to prison in Cleveland (laughs) playing for the Browns. But he's a handsomely paid guy. Money. You can't you can't bring your kids off the practice squad up. Alex Redmond, Christian Westerman, you drafted these guys for a reason. If they're that bad, you had to go get Eric Winston off the scrap heap at thirty whatever he is. What the hell did you draft these kids for? You got another kid, I think it's like six eight, three whatever from North Dakota or somewhere. How much worse can he be than Uga Boogie or Andre Smith? I read an article about him and just watching how he lets Dalton gets sacked. It, it wasn't Tennessee. It was that last No, it was game. the one because he stood there and didn't even help him up. Yeah. That's the one he you're just, talking about. He just watched and was like, They know. run around him like he's standing still. You have to admit, eventually, you missed on a pick. Your first-round pick, you blew it. Plain and simple, you blew it. So instead of trying to prove you're right by picking these guys, cut your losses. The idea is to win, and right now, you're not doing it. Not a lot of winning in Ohio in the NFL, that's for sure. Well, no, and it's sad. You know, and, and it I know sports goes in cycles. I get that. But when ownership and coaching year after year, game after game, proves to you they don't really care, they don't care to make changes to win, and I'm not talking about knee-jerk, hey, get out of here, you, met, you threw an interception. This is a five-, six-, seven-year sample size. So it's not like all of a sudden, well, you know, he's going to get better. He's not Eli Manning where you've won two Super Bowls, so maybe that buys him a little bit of credibility to stay in there. I don't know how much, but you can't you can't just keep losing. You want to develop your players? Bring them up. Yeah. Blowdine has shown nothing more than an open gate to the quarterback. So what are we waiting on here? That offensive line needs help for Cincinnati. and It, it needs to be blown now. up and started over. Bowling ball's your only, I guess, legitimate guy, and I'm not so sure he's that good either. Nah. So go find Uga Boogie. No, you're gone. Fisher, you're gone. Andre Smith, Golden Corral's up the street. You're a nice backup, but no. Show the fans that you have an interest in winning, you know, and this team doesn't. It's sad. Um you mentioned Ohio football. Well, college is right in your wheelhouse right now. Mm-hmm. 
this is probably the best time of the year for college football. Whether you like the polls, you hate the polls, there's only one poll right now that matters, and that's the college football playoff poll. I think that's what they call it now. It used to be the BCS, whatever. I still call um, you know, the Flyers level of football one triple A. I still call it by the A's. It's whatever they call it right now. And, and I see Miami of Florida gets bumped from number seven to number two in the Associated Press and the coaches poll by beating a number three ranked Notre Dame. I'm sorry. Get bumped down for no. They got bumped from number seven up to number two. Oh, you know I'm sorry. You don't leapfrog five teams by beating number three. Not when Oklahoma, Wisconsin, and the other ones also won. You know. Now tomorrow night, I'm guessing Miami. If I'm guessing, I'm going to say they're four. I think you're going to see probably Bama, Clemson, um, Oklahoma, one, two, three, and then you'll see Miami, Wisconsin, probably. Ohio State, probably eight, seven, maybe eight. How far down does Georgia drop? How far up does Auburn jump? Auburn probably will be six. And really that's probably where they belong. Wisconsin and Miami, Florida, love them, hate them, schedule, whatever you want to sing. They're unbeaten, folks. They played who they were supposed to play, and it will shake out. So instead of crying and saying, no, they don't belong, well, they're going to end up playing the Big Ten title game, Wisconsin, if they can get by Michigan. So really, Wisconsin's got Michigan. I don't know who they play at the end. I forget who it is. Minnesota, I think. But the next three games, you're going to find out, and then you go to the Big Ten title game. I know that would be the Big Ten title game. So if they run the table, they deserve to be there. And if they don't, then your conscience is clear. Yeah. They had it. Notre Dame just made it easy on the committee. They're sweating bullets. Well, not anymore. Miami's going to face Clemson. Okay. One of those two are going to be out. So, there again, two of the four are going to take care of themselves. That's going to be a great game. As Miami stupid Clemson. as it sounds, here's Ohio State, who is probably the most hated team in the country right now by a lot of people, not named Comrade Ortiz. Oh, yeah. But if they run the table and if – the Big Ten is that power conference you have to have. They're going to slide right back in there. I mean, how do you how do you not put them in? And the worst thing that could happen for the Big Ten is if Michigan knocks off Wisconsin. Sorry, Travco. Sorry, 12. Sorry, all you Michiganders. But if Michigan beats Wisconsin and then Ohio State beats Michigan or vice versa, in my mind – no matter if they beat Wisconsin in a title game or not, that opens the door for two SEC teams. You know, because at that point, if Auburn would knock off Alabama, they beat number one Georgia, number one Alabama, they're not going to kick Alabama out. You're not going to go to a Final Four and not have Alabama in there. No. It's just not going to happen. So then you got two of those and whatever else jumbled mess you want to have. How can you leave out the team that's beaten two number ones? You can't. And that's, every that's team west of the Mississippi – well, you're at the Pop-Tarts Bowl or the Weed Eater Poolan Bowl or whatever blue bowl you want to go to. Does that encourage 16 playoffs? I don't know. I don't – I think you could expand it to 16 and people be mad. you got to decide – and, again, the guy that put this plan into place, obviously his math skills were a little lacking that day when you got five-power conference, you got four bids. Somebody's going to be angry. 
To be fair, though, I mean, it does bail out the drama. Four spots, well, and there's that's what they want. conferences. And even before the BCS came along, you wanted conversation. That's what college football wanted. Well, you got it. And now you got it even more. Is it fair? I don't know. Is it fair if a team like Ohio State gets pasted twice, once at home by 31, and then you give up double nickels to Iowa? Is it fair they get in because they lost before the playoffs? Notre Dame lost by a point at home to Georgia. Okay, they just got beat again soundly. But is it fair that you lose early and not late? What's the difference? A loss is a loss is a loss. Florida State was the number three team in the country when they played Alabama. Now Florida State couldn't beat Vandalia Butler. So to say, oh, that, that's not a quality win. Well, at the time it was. Yeah. Florida State wasn't hurt at the time. The quarterback so, that they were depending on was he got hurt. playing. And first game, bam. You put eight people in a, in a room with computers and decide, well, this team looks good, that team looks good. No. It has to be settled on the field. And, and – a team like Central Florida that's number nine or whatever the hell they are now, they're unbeaten. Why are you not giving this team a chance? And please don't sing me the song, they're not in a power conference, they don't have fan base, they don't do this. Well, Boise State didn't actually the cream of the crop, and they took Oklahoma out years ago when they finally got an opportunity. Maybe seven out of ten times those teams get drilled. Okay. But that's where college basketball gets their tournament right. The small guy is getting the opportunity to show it on the court. And many times lately, 13s have taken out fours, on and on and on. So to, to just basically disqualify a team like Central Florida, if you're going to do that, why are we playing? Why are we having conferences? Why are we? Why even play the schedule? Oh, no uh, you can play, but you're not going to go for the, the brass ring. Sorry. You're going to get to take home a wristwatch. It says Poulan Weed Eater Bowl. Why? Division one's Division one. Give these kids the opportunity. Isn't that what you're – Preaching, fairness, yeah. all that. So that's why I have a lot of trouble with this stuff. Um, why have a conference where you have three teams that maybe have a loss or two losses, but you're rewarding them to play for the brass ring? Well, here's a team that's done what you ask them to do. No, you're not going to get in. We're not, we're not letting you play. I, I have a lot of trouble with that. But how do you fix it? It's not an easy fix. I think I think you could go to, I don't know, even if you want to go to six or eight, and I know they always complain that, well, they're student-athletes. Uh-huh. They're a minor league feeder system for the NFL. <laughs> well, we don't want to play 15, 16 games. Well, guess what? You already are. Yeah, how many bowl games are, you know, available? Well, you're playing 12 or 13, and then you're going to play another one, but you already have, like, four weeks in between the last game and a bowl game. So if you spread it out right, aren't you supposed to be teaching these kids to get ready for the next level anyway? They play 16 the next level. So the the fiasco or the moniker, oh, student-athletes. Student-athletes, folks, are the white guys at the end of a basketball bench that are grade point fillers, tackling dummies, practice players. Sorry, but that's the facts. These kids are there. If they get an education like they should, that's the way that should be. But the reality of it is there's so much travel, there's so much time involved now that they're basically professional athletes, period. They get scholarships, which basically is payment to play. They don't – they're not going hungry, let's put it that way. Yeah, there are circumstances, but it's not like they're hurting. 
So to use those silly excuses anymore, no, I ain't buying that. Um, it is what it is. Um, so how you fix it, it can be done. It certainly can be done. Will it be done? I always thought if there's money involved, the NCAA will figure out a way. Yeah, They'll get their hands on it. Don't worry. As long as money comes in, you know. You're covering a lot of high school sports in the area, too. I know you do, and your station does, too, GSN. I know there's only a few left high school football teams in the area available now or still playing. That's right. There are a total of seven games that have Cincinnati or Dayton teams involved. And actually, there was a couple of surprise wins, too. Uh, Valley View fell to Clinton Massey 28-20. And I mentioned last week's podcast of mine that Valley View and Clinton Massey, when it comes to playoff time, take off the gloves and go at each other because that series was awesome. How about CJ? They were an unexpected winner. Alder would attest to that. Oh, yeah. I mean, breaking an eight-game losing streak to the Knights, CJ, great win for the Eagles. And I'm trying to see where I wrote them down. At CJ beat New Richmond 26-21, which is the same team that beat Franklin just the week before. So, Mark, would you like to hear who's playing in Week 13? I know the people would like to know because a lot of people are interested in it. It's a funny topic on radio. People go to the games, but they don't really – talk about the games on air and it was always kind of a funny question why and all we ever came up with was they don't want to boo their neighbor kid i don't know i mean it's a, it's a strange question a lot of people follow it, a lot of people enjoy it but it's not some maybe it's college maybe it's pro that they're more interested i don't know but yeah the people i'm sure would like to know who's playing where so here's week 13 for you for the Sunday area shamanau julian's now got the tough task of taking on trotwood madison and the rams Great season for Where them. are they playing that at? I am not sure. My po- a- I'm, where I'm going with this is, why aren't they playing high school football playoff games at Welcome Stadium anymore? I don't know. I mean, they don't seem to be playing any there. That's the big That's the big place to have them. Well, I, people ask me, and I hadn't really thought about it, but is it because of the new stadiums at Chaminade, Vandalia, and the big ones like Fairmont that are getting all the – are they bidding on them? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that one. In high school, I'm not sure how the bidding process I would assume they can bid on the game. I don't know, but welcome, to my knowledge, didn't have any. Which is a shame because that's a nice – That's always been the jewel around here. That's a great stadium. A little windy, a little cold. Yeah, Yeah, but I'm sure – you know, I'm not sure if Dayton Public Schools can help that part. No, but that's always where the games were held, and I don't remember any. This time around. I just remember when I was in track at Valley View uh, going to Northmont, it was always cold and freezing. Or North Ridge, too. There's I mean, no colder stadium in the summer, winter, or fall than Welcome Stadium. The wind blows like the Dakotas all the time. It's just too bad there's not a lot of summer things there. Dynamo played the first season there, though. Kickball? Yeah. I remember that Dynamo name. It's not just the indoor Team. Well, not just an indoor team from back in the day. Are the Douche Lions still playing in town? Yes, the Dutch Lions are still playing. That's what I said, Douche Lions. <laughs> Why? Douche, come on. I always called them that. They, uh, they yes. come over here dressed like the Blues Brothers, man. Come on. Well, you know, it's hard to find orange suits. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I got Trotwood and Chaminade Julienne, Colrain against St. X. Middletown Madison against West Jefferson. That's a great story for the Mohawks. This is their first playoff run. And 
look how far they're going. They're now taking on a West Jefferson team that I believe is undefeated. Once you get to the dance, anything can happen. Yeah, exactly. Here's a battle of Coldwater, Marion Local, Delphos St. John's against Minster, Whitten Woods and LaSalle, and Cincinnati, Wyoming against Clinton Massey. Coldwater and Minster, if they're not mentioned this time of the year in a playoff, something's seriously wrong. Yeah, because really, for most sports, if you don't hear Coldwater in the playoffs, it's like... Something's wrong. Wait, what, did they become hot water or something? Did yeah, I miss they, they're name? perennial, all sports. Is water really cold up there? Ha, 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 I'm so funny. That was always stand-up comedy, comedy for you. Yeah, right. I'll get booed. I'll get booed right off stage. Um, so that's why I stick to podcasting. But, no, that's your seven games. Uh, I did mention Valley View fell. Uh, Centerville fell in their rematch with Pickering to North in Springfield, 42-12. to 12. Yeah, They got pounded pretty good. Yeah, that was – I looked at the score like, wow. I think uh, second quarter – Pick North had 28 points. I thought the score at one point, I thought it was like 28 nothing early in the second quarter. Like, wow. Start to bust, Melvin. We're coming home. And some other scores that you might be interested in, Bell Fountain fell in OT to Tri-Valley, not to be fused with Tri-Village in Dark County. This is Dresden Tri-Valley. Uh, let's see. Marion Local shut out Spencerville. Like I said, a good buddy of mine loves his Spencerville Bearcats up north. Try to think whatever scores that pop out that are like, wow. Oh, Mid-Madison beat uh, CHCA uh, 35-27, and that was a pretty good Eagles team. One thing I want to ask while we're talking about the high school football, and I'm I'm not that familiar with it. It kind of bothers me, to be honest with you. The situation in Middletown with their football coach. Former Twin Valley South guy Lance Engelkay. Exactly. The, and How for people that are say- not familiar – didn't he resign because he was getting death threats from some of the yeah. fans, How can parents, you do that? whatever? Well, the one thing, and we've talked about it on my page, and I think we talked about it the last time we did this, everybody seems to be mad, angry, pissed off, wanting to fight over anything and everything. When it gets to the point of that, and the sad part is that happened, and what, two weeks earlier, the Florida head coach, Muschamp, said he was getting death threats. They never could prove that one. But the fact that that stuff is even happening, the parents being parents has been around yeah, and will always be a problem. That, that won't ever go away. But it's when okay. you get to the point of death threats, there's a serious issue going on. Yeah. Seriously. Um, I... I when I read that the first time, I just shook my head and just said, you know. I feel bad for coaching. Well, you're taking good coaches, and, and they're not getting into the sport. I see the stuff that goes on now in all the sports, and honestly, it starts at the coach's feet. Um, I watched that garbage you and I did Miami-Notre Dame game, the turnover chain. What the hell is a turnover chain? I don't it's know. some stupid-looking thing with a U on it that – I mean, what? I'm sorry. That is no business during a game. You want to do that crap in the locker room. Hey, you had a nice play. Here's your white ribbon orange slice, whatever you want to give them. But to promote that nonsense on TV, no, no. The this, this stuff we talked about with Burfick, the nonsense he gets into, that starts and ends right with Mike Brown and Marvin Lewis. Words mean nothing at this point. 
finding the guy means nothing at this point. Enough's enough. He might be the best player you have, but he doesn't do you any good when he's getting kicked out of the game all the time. Is he a target right now? Sure he is. The other teams know he's a target, so all you got to do is taunt him and he'll go off. But eventually you have to sweep that garbage out. He's probably a good guy off the field. And like I said, he's a good player. But when the good players start hurting your ball club, you don't need them. You truly don't need them. Ship them to somebody else's. Let them deal with it. My big thing is it bothers me that death threats were used. And, like, sports are important. We'll argue that until the day we die. I know that. But are sports really that important where if your team isn't winning, you send death threats? It's more like if your kid isn't playing and winning. That's where it starts. I'll ask this one. What's a sport? What is the definition of a sport? It's a game. Yeah. What is a game? It's entertainment. Now, with all the big money there are, obviously it's a job too, but it's entertainment. And, yes, and I wrote this a couple weeks ago, sports will bring out the idiot in a lot of people. And if you don't believe it, read my page over the weekend. It's amazing. Sports fans are very passionate. Sports makes the world go round in a lot of cases. Is it life and death? No. But it's funny what people seem to think is life and death. Um, when it gets to a point of that, and I have told you, parents are going to come into a coach's office and give him what for, and it's never going to end. You want your kid to play. You want to win. And that gets into the money that's involved, scholarship money, college, pro, so forth. Everybody's kid is the greatest ever. That's basically a parent. But when it gets to a point where you start threatening coaches, no. That's where that's where it's got to end, period. That's just that's asinine. And, and I'll be honest with you, a lot of coaches are just as bad. When a coach tells a, a young kid in high school, you either play football for me full time or you're not playing at all. You're not going to go play basketball. You're not going to play baseball. You're going to lift. You're going to this, that, anything else. No. No, 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 no. You let kids be kids. You let them play all the sports they want. All of them. That's what we always did. You played basketball and basketball, baseball and football, kickball, cross cut, whatever. I know you got a future to think about, but they're just kids. They're exactly kids, and it starts in Little League with these ignorant parents wanting Tommy John surgery for a kid that hadn't even got a bad arm yet. No. If I give the Tommy John surgery to this kid, he'll throw twice as good. Unfortunately, that's what they think. It's it's not a good thing to have TG on your arm when you're a kid or at all. Friends of mine have kids in high school right now that are seniors that are being recruited in many different sports. Some are football, some are basketball. Some are baseball, some are kickball, some are cross-country. The horror stories that they're coming back to me with, obviously being a former college coach and player back in the day, in I know the day. I know the, the horror stories, and I know they've only gotten worse with the more money involved and exposure TV and whatnot. But to hear some of the stuff these schools are doing, it just – it's it's sad. Bring a kid down, blow hot air up their ass a whole weekend, or we're going to give you $1,000. Really? You either sign with me. I think signing day is Wednesday, I think, this week. Sign with me now or forget it. 
Well, the bottom line of that is a coach has to put somebody's name on a piece of paper to make him or her look like they're doing a job. But in the meantime, here's a kid, 17, 18-year-old kid, going, wait a minute. What? If I don't sign with you now, I'm done? A lot of schools are still scheduling visits. Translation, folks, if they don't get the people they want, then you're available. It's such a dirty business. And as a coach, you're kissing 17, 18-year-old kids' butts just to get them to make your livelihood. They wonder where the cheating comes from. They wonder where the scandals come from. See Louisville, see North Carolina, see Duke, see all the colleges if you really want to know the truth. If a coach doesn't win, he doesn't stay. Yeah. I can remember back when Miami, the U, was really going through some bad times. And they brought, I think it was Randy Shannon, I think, they brought him in to clean up the mess. He got the academics back in order. Kids were graduating, but they weren't winning Orange Bowls, any Bowls, so they fired him. What's your point? I did what you asked me to do, but yet I'm out. You get, you get I get the Ziggy because some booster is angry. It's a business, and they got to stop this student-athlete nonsense. they got to quit using that silly word. It's a minor league system for every sport, even in cross country. You're looking at Olympic gold. Kickball. Now you have MLS and friendlies and Paint Your Face USA and all that other stuff. Every sport has money involved. Money does. Money talks a hell of a lot. Yeah. You know. Money talks and it's also pretty bad. It's a root of, as the OJ is saying, it's a root of all evil. But if a coach doesn't cheat, he doesn't win. If a teacher doesn't win, he ain't hanging. And if you think there's a college program out there that's above board, you find it, you let me know. Here with Mark Schlemmer, episode number 13 of The Gem on the Queen's Crown. It's great to have Mark back. It's great to talk sports. And this this conversation, you know, it's very interesting too. It's very Well, there's so many sports that yeah. you can that you can hit on. Um the one I kept getting last week when the Rick Flair 30 for 30 was on about his life. And I was fortunate enough to meet him a couple times when I did the bell ringing for wrestling and it's wrestling, not the phony stuff in high school and college and the Olympics wrestling. That's phony. It's wrestling. To watch that, I walked away. First of all, I don't know how you can put a man's life or a person's life in an hour and a half when it's been a 40, 50-year career. That's hard. Yeah. What I walked away from, it was it was sad at the end. Um, he was very upfront, obviously, about father of the year and – his cheating and all that other stuff. But on one hand, you look at that and just see a sad character almost. And on the other hand, you look at a guy that even today still is in demand. It speeches, banquets, whatever. That he's given his entire life to wrestling. Or I guess where I'm aiming with this is here's a guy that's given his entire life to entertaining people. It's almost like the tears of a clown type of analogy. Here's a guy that's been so giving and popular for so many years. Now, granted, he had a hell of a run on the way, obviously. But at the end of the day, it's like, my God, this is really sad. And, yeah, it's self-inflicted. 
But he helped entertain so many people, and now here he sits. It's almost forgot. It's almost like he, he forgot, forgot to he live. He forgot to live. You know, he. It, it is true. He forfeited basically a family. Now, granted, he's helped his daughter and whatnot, but it was such a sad ending of like, my God, this guy is basically, he's done. Now, granted, they're still, like I said, putting him in different whatever appearances. But, man, oh, man, what a shell of a guy. But it was interesting that a guy like that in that profession, and even people that don't follow wrestling and think it's a joke, whatever, how many people watched that special and talked about it? The ratings were incredible. Yeah. You know, and and it was interesting hearing the other guys like Hulk Hogan and, you know, those guys talk about how generous this guy was and how he helped him along the way. But it was just kind of funny to see here's this sport nobody really thinks much of, and yet this guy had such an incredible life. But, yeah, that that was a very hot topic the last couple of weeks. Um, I wish I could see that. I, I don't it'll have be on ESPN. many, many times again. Well, the problem is I don't have ESPN, so you want it's probably online. I think I've seen it advertised a couple times. Just Google it up. I could probably find it online or something like that. Yeah, but it, it's it's amazing how sports really makes the world go round. Now, granted, everybody's not a sports fan. I get it, but it really it really does make the world go round. And I think I asked you before the ship sank the first time. <laughs> what are you talking about? This is the first recording <laughs> of this. When when and newspapers are prehistoric, I get that now, but when you pick up a paper, what's the first section you look at? Sports. I'll be honest. I, I'm Sports. just curious as to, and I might post it later. Is it the front page? Do you go right to the weather? Do you go to the cartoons? You go to the horoscope, you go to the obituaries, where do you go first? Well, I used to get the paper when I was in high school, but anymore I don't. Um, so I have to be in a store that sells papers. I'll look at the front page, see, you know, what I'm supposed to look at. And then I'll flip to section C, which is sports, most of the time, and I'll read that. I've always disagreed with people that say newspapers are dead, like radio is dead. Newspaper will never die. One, you can't take a computer in a crapper with you. You, well, it just doesn't work. You can, but... But it doesn't work. Yeah. Newspapers will always be around. It's like radio. Okay, fine. I can go get music anywhere on satellite, on XM, whatever. I can't get my news talk local. I can't get my sports talk local. And the first thing you do when you get in your car is you turn the radio on. Mm-hmm. So for people to keep going, oh, no, 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 radio's dead. A good friend of mine told me a few years back, Radio is not the problem. Radio is still fun. It's the people that run the radio that are the problems. They're not from this area. They're not from a given town. So they have no idea what the pulse rate is or what the local people want on radio. If I want ESPN garbage, I'll turn ESPN on my TV. I don't need to see Scott Van Pelt and whoever else they run out there. I can turn that on TV. That's all right. I got to edit this out anyway. If I want bobs. if I want national news, I'll turn CNN on. Yeah. People want to know what's going on around them. That's where the, these talking heads are missing it. It's like they forgot what makes local stuff special. It's the word local because you're in a different community. 
and again, it's more about making profits. And again, going back to the point that money is the root of sports all evil. makes money. Yeah, my show proved it. So, and and I look at the people just on my page alone that are the Mike Sintos of the world. You got Don Brown sitting somewhere. There are people, Jim Manley, Dan Edwards, radio veterans. You could put an entire day's show together on a station and make a ton of money. But, oh, no, we can't do that. we got to put this fiasco they call sports talk on every day on a local station. We have Dayton Sports Station that doesn't even have a local show. I don't know if Jerry Cripp and the Outdoor Erection is still on or not. Jerry's one of the greatest guys I ever met. Truly, truly a good guy and has a great show. But don't promote your station as Dayton Sports Station when you don't have any local things on. I don't care about Miami football. Nobody cares about Miami, Ohio football. Give me a break with that stuff. Put local shows on. That's what people want. You will get a lot of people listening to it. I know there's two people that would like to have a local show. Um, I'm just guessing. I don't know. It's not me. I'm 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 done with it. I'll be very honest with you. I know people ask me constantly, and I've told the one station, you have a lot of people in this area, yourself included. Give them a chance. Okay, then I know one person that would be interested. Now my my in that. run my run is over. I mean, I've had my run. I've had my fun. Health wise, I seriously don't. I don't believe I could. Would I like to? Oh, it'd be fun. I mean, I made so many great friends and had so much fun, and I and I was fortunate to get to work with a lot of very, very talented and good people that made me look real good. The Aaron Clobbers of the world, the Jim Hosfields of the world, Tony Tilford, as many people that shoot bullets at him, he really gave me an opportunity. Dave Alexander gave me an opportunity. Um, big Play Bengal, <laughs> my original producer. Hmm. He taught me more about radio than I'll ever know. Um, but I was lucky to have a lot of good board ops that helped along the way. Um, they're all gone now. Sadly, they're all gone. But the product is still what people want. You know, it doesn't it doesn't cost that much to put somebody on. It's sad. It, it's just it's like watching a ghost town. It's sad. You know, when you when you have a supposed sports show the day after the World Series in Ohio State football and the host, and I use that term loosely, wants to talk about Billy Hamilton? Really? Or talk to some guy or talk to some guy about Cavaliers basketball when they haven't started? I mean, that's weak. And I'm sorry. That's weak. If you can't come up with sports talk topics every day, you need a new career. You should be playing the violin or something else it's just that simple but i think right now the sunday show that justin kenner's doing with keith byers has a chance if they just leave them alone let them do their thing you've given this guy a chance finally leave him alone he's busting his butt to get these guests he's got keith on with him now and look at the guests they're bringing in Leave them alone. Put them on during the week, for God's sake. What are you missing here? You know, you're not rock stars. You idiots that are on these music stations, you're not rock stars. Because you work at a music station, you're not a rock star. You're a salesperson, maybe. You're not on stage. You are 
that drives me nuts. But anyway, my rant's done with that one. <laughs> so there. I feel better. <laughs> That's a good thing. I think that I mentioned it a minute ago that I noticed a lot on the page and how angry people are when they're watching whatever given team they're a fan of. And I don't know that the Internet has added to that, being able to hide behind a keyboard. Um, It gives everyone a voice. Well, they become keyboard strong. Mm -hmm. I can guarantee you if they were to, like we are, sitting face-to-face, there's no way in hell half the stuff that's typed or said on a Facebook page is going to get said to that given person. It's it's just not. And I hate about that, too. I know I don't have the most perfect podcasts and i know you know but you're working at it exactly that's the difference you're you're giving people a place to listen to sports to send in questions or be on a podcast with you but when they when they just god yesterday and saturday i just sat shaking my head Especially Saturday, too, just seeing some of those comments. like You don't see the private messages or the no, text no. at 2.30, 4.30 in the morning. I mean, come on, people, really? It's it's a place, and that that's the biggest difference for me as far as radio show, internet, blog, whatever you want to call it. Radio show, I'm one-on-one. I can control it. Right. On this, it's, a, it's an orgy of idiots. You can't control You can't it. control it. You can block them. You can shut them down. If I did that, I'd have nobody left. And I get that a lot. Just kick them off. Well, if I kick everybody off, then I had talking to myself. You're talking to yourself. And the right. sad part is there are a lot of people that enjoy the banter, the conversation, and that's what it's for. Now, granted, you're going to get trash talk. You're going to get It's going to get worse with Ohio State Michigan in a couple of weeks. Ugh. But when you become a complete buffoon, that's serious, you know? When somebody yesterday said, I'm like a female, I obviously don't understand why the Bengals suck. Really? I've never played the game, obviously. I just look at that and go, really? Okay. You got me. Yeah, Yeah, you and 10,000 other people have screamed about the Bengals for years. You know, and I get the fandom and the passion and all that stuff for your team, but there's a limit to that. Well, you There's know, a line that you can cross. When you start easily. calling women names that start with F and end in R, you know, come on. Now, granted, the trash talk goes so far. Yeah. But when you got to stoop that level and you've got kids or a family, they don't want to see that. You know, they're reading what you're writing. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's just. I don't know if the internet's helped or hurt sports in the long run. It's helped by spreading the word of some teams that might have not got the word out. Had but it's entertainment. No yeah, get but, mad when your team stinks. Yeah, I get it. But I got news for you: all the screaming and bitching. The only thing you can do to change things is stop spending your money on them. An yeah. owner will notice that, but unfortunately, then they'll move the team somewhere else, and then you're really screwed. I keep seeing people say it's the Los Angeles Bengals or something. It's just like, look, the Bengals, as much of a buffoon as Mike Brown is, and probably the best description I've ever heard, he's sperm lucky. Granted, that man could have bolted years ago. He could have left for Baltimore instead of the Browns. He could have headed for L.A. many times. But, he but he's been loyal to the city. Now, granted, he's held him up pretty good, and he's not real quick football-wise. But as far as leaving a team here, ask a Browns fan, ask a 
St. Louis football fan, and many others. Oakland, on I know. and on and on. The Chargers. I know Jonathan Hitt would probably chime in on this. I mean, where where's your loyalty? You know, it's a business. But Mike Brown could have he could have bolted a long time ago. And I'd hate to think that the NFL would go, "Hey, the Bengals are a good place. Let's go back there." You can have one big Oedipus on the river, empty. Mm-hmm. It's going to become a kickball stadium. So as big of a jackass as he can be, he's also he's giving you a team. He's kept him here, good, bad, or indifferent. He's stuck with Cincinnati. And you know, and the Reds are the same boat. Yeah. You know, they're not they're not exempt from moving just because they were the first team ever. No, they can pack up. They and can leave. bolt any time. The Castellinis could pack up their fruit boxes and head south. It can happen. You get the right price tag, it can happen. Now, I read one earlier. They're trying to get Jerry Jones. It's supposedly some NFL owners are ganging up and trying to get Goodell, Goodell or whatever the hell you call him, Roger Goodell, kick him out, take the Cowboys away from him because they think he inspired or pushed Papa John into revolting about kneeling and all that stuff. And it violates the owner's code or creed or whatever. First of all, they're never going to get him out. They would take had that option. It take years happening in court to get him out. Yeah, what would take longer? Getting Jerry Jones out of Dallas or or, Cleveland winning a game? Well, I don't know about that, but uh, Ezekiel Elliott's finally just serving his six. If he would have just served him originally, and 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 I'll give you this: if he's innocent and they've never charged him, okay, then I fight it too. But the but the stupid thing is now. Right when the Cowboys need a playoff boost. He's out for the next five. At least four, possibly six. If they go one and three, one and four, two and four, you're all of a sudden with nine losses. I mean. And now what? Look at the NFC East. Philadelphia is having quite a year. I don't see. Eagles are running away. Yeah. I don't, unless Carson Wentz gets hurt. The Redskins are the Redskins. They're going to. They're going to find a way to get to nine wins. Giants couldn't find nine wins if they played Cleveland nine times. Um, Cowboys, I thought they'd be okay with Morris and and McFadden running the ball. but McFadden's getting up there. But he's still, for a couple games, it's not like you're going to give him 16 games worth, but they got taken apart yesterday. Yeah. You look at a lot of the records in their five, six lost teams, you start looking around going, okay. Who's going to sneak in? I thought Denver might put a run on, but Just with, with Osweiler, no. Now, if they get beat by the Bengals, which that I don't see. You say we don't see it, and then they win uh, but like they're 42 only a, to nothing. The Bengals are only a two-point underdog. That one, I just kind of went, woo. That, that's, that's interesting. That's in Denver, right? That's in Denver next week. Okay. And the Bengals has been noted many, many times by many people have probably the most talent of any team in the league except on the offensive line, obviously. Mm-hmm. And they just keep going backward. You can't do that. For – I was expecting the 50th year of the Bengals to have something more, you know. I was expecting, well, you know, maybe a wild card slot, but not With all that talent, yeah. they should. But it starts – every team starts up front, offensive, defensive line. If you don't have one, you're not going to win. You can't run the ball if you're Jim Brown or throw the ball if you're Otto Graham, if you're being chased for your life. When the Bengals now, I know two weeks ago, I think 13 carries, 31 yards. Yesterday, I think it was something like 11 carries and 17 yards. You can't do that. No, you're not, not going to win a win. game. 
you might as well just drop back and start chucking it all over the orchard. I mean, screen passes are even comical. You know, it just – but the Bengals' 50th year, for me, it starts with, all right, where's your ring of honor, at least for your 50th year? Okay, yeah, you're celebrating some of the players. Lottie die. You're running them out on the field before the game. Yippee. Hang some numbers up. Yeah. You know, show some pride in your organization, and they don't. Contrary to popular belief, you know, the Bengals aren't just from 1991 until, what, 2003? What was the Bengals' first draft choice? Who was it? This answers that question of offensive, defensive lines. Bob Johnson. Bob Johnson. Center from Tennessee. Paul Brown was smart enough to know, I got to have a center. Offensive lines where it starts and ends. Look at their Super Bowl teams. Good offensive lines. Now, this may be the worst offensive line I have ever seen in an NFL game. Runners get the ball and they're hit three yards behind the line of scrimmage. It's and Dalton hasn't played well, but to his defense, you're running for your life, and if you're not, he's got the happiest feet since Fred Astaire. You know you're going to get drilled by the right end going around Uga Boogie, or you're going to get hammered going around the other side by Fisher. So and Blodine, my God, you might as well put a shower curtain up there in front of the ball. Number 71, too, especially that well, video of him. Andre you know, is, his days are, he's like Eric Winston. They're at the end of their career. Being a veteran is one thing. But when you're this bad, why are you drafting linemen and keeping them on your practice squad for now two or three years and never giving them an opportunity? You got to let them grow. You got to let them at least try. Trey Hopkins, what's he done lately? Nothing. Yeah. You're, you're obviously weak point of your ball club is your offensive line, so... I think it's time to admit you gagged on Ooga Boogie and Fisher. Which Fisher's out for the year now, but it's time to go. Man, we got to see what we got on the practice squad. Was he a former Cleveland Brown? Who? Um, Ooga Boogie? Yeah. No, he was their number one pick two years ago with Fisher. Remember, he was first and Fisher was second. I felt like no, they were both the heir apparent to Whitworth and Andre Smith, which at the time made sense. Yeah, because but the guy was hurt. For one, and he hadn't panned out for two. There is some good news, though, um, about Bengals perfect. Apparently, He didn't get fined. I saw her suspended. He didn't get suspended. Won't be suspended. And he won't miss any action. You He'll know what that tells fined, you? Though. What? That tells you that they know the call was bogus. Because if it was – and I saw the replay. He just, he just basically touched the ref's arm. Yeah, I mean – All that tells he, me – If he, like – They knew it was a – if, nonsense call if he did the aj green on the ref okay he's probably gone for the rest of the year and probably for his life but he didn't that was no, so milk toast that and, I it's, just... and it's not fair he's a target they know it everybody knows it and it's sad because the first thing he does you're going to get a 15 yard penalty he's going to get tossed the thing with aj green was really the that was the telltale for me that body language is getting louder and louder. He's, He's frustrated frustrated with Dalton. He'll never admit it. He's tired of the losing. Um, when a guy like that that is so low-key and under the radar pops, that screams trouble. Big That's... trouble. Here's LaFell yesterday. What had 85 yards in the first half and a touchdown. What, he had one catch for maybe 10 yards the second half? How do you do that? You find a weakness, you keep going to it. It just seems like, you know, the Bengals play all right first half and second half. Good night. No adjustments. Where's John Ross yesterday? One more try at an end around. That was it. I mean, 
okay, red shirt year, whatever you want to call it, you're three and six. Didn't you get him to run fast and spread the defense? How hard is it to go stand there, run, run. straight ahead, run? I mean, never have done it yet. It just it's mind boggling. Here with Mark Schlemmer. This is episode number 13 of The Gem on the Queen's Crown, titled Three Times the Mark. And wow, possibly, there you go. See, I, I can think of some clever titles. It wasn't on the mark. Yeah. Off the mark. The equipment has been totally off the mark. <laughs> um, but what am I talking about? This is the first run of this episode. Absolutely. We didn't do a. We didn't do anything else. Nope, not at all. No siree three. What do you got on your piece of paper there, Mark? Nothing. Nothing more than I already. Uh, nothing more than I already let out. Um, you know, for me, I just and I do this every Sunday, but just to thank the people on my page that have made it what it is. I mean, I certainly never expected a Facebook page <laughs> to go as nutty as it is. Um, I know a lot of people send friend requests. I really, I don't. I don't accept that many anymore, not because I don't want to, but it doesn't seem like I need to because they're still on the page anyway. They still get their and with all the voices in there. With right? all the scam and spam and hacking and whacking and all that other stuff, why take the chance? Exactly. But it's it's very much appreciated that this many people come to a simple Facebook page to have this much fun. Is it challenging at times? Yeah. Um, and, and many people know, and unfortunately a lot of people haven't figured it out yet, but where it gets difficult is the late hours mm-hmm. and people at all hours texting for no reason, messaging for no reason, expecting me to be up or answering them. Um, I do have a private life, um, and sleeping is part of it. Um, that can wait until at least the chickens are up or the milkman's up. I appreciate you feeling, I don't know, confident enough that you can call. But during games, as I've always said, unless you're a naked lady or your house is on fire, don't be texting me and calling me. Just, you know, that's not going to work. And don't get mad at me when I don't answer or tell me you're not like everybody else. Yeah, you are. I can't watch a game if I have to answer the phone. And, again, it's it's a humbling thing, but people, come on. That's where it gets difficult, you know, to go, okay. You know, I, I'm glad they feel comfortable that they have a place to, to talk sports. It, it, truly, it's, it's a humbling and overwhelming experience a lot of times. Um, to have this many females on a page is quite unique. And obviously we branch out occasionally into different topics, and that's all part of it. Yeah. You know, as long as it gives people somewhere to go to get some entertainment. Because like I said, it seems like everybody is so mad anymore. And it's just sad. I mean, God, it's not that it's not that bad. You know, but the people on the page, they're not punching bags. Now, granted, I can see where some of them should be, but... You don't need to get on a page and just start airing somebody out because they don't agree with what you do. That's what a sports talk is. You disagree. That doesn't mean they're wrong or you're right. 
But when it gets into the fights and uh, that kind of stuff, that's where it goes enough. Um, and people will go, you know, are you going to stop writing again? I got that yesterday a few times. The only the only reason I do stop writing, is, and there are a few people that are aware of it, and it's not something that I bring up or like talking about, but it, it's it's facts. Health-wise, there are times I can't do it. There are times that I just can't physically get up and do it. Other times are just from the nonsense and the garbage that I read that just, it's like, wait a minute, folks, I don't get paid to do this, and I'm not your punching bag. You know, I'll take it for a while and let you hear out whatever. Maybe your wife hits you with a skillet. I don't know. But when it gets to that point of stupidity, no, that you know, that 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 gets difficult. And again, it's a very, I'm very grateful to everybody because it helps me get through a lot of days too. But when it gets to that point of really stupid, that's when you got to sit back and go, my God, if you people could just see what you're actually writing or what you're actually saying, I think you'd probably go, oh my God, you know. So, again, I'm very thankful for everybody that's on the page. And I, if people want to get on, fine. I'm all for it. Just remember, it's a, not, it's a non-political zone. Um, keep that crap on your own page. That includes using political names, whatever. I don't want it. I won't have it. All it does is cause fights. I won't talk about politics or religion. So, you know, I, that's, just, that's just the rules of my page. Do you all want to do that? Have at it. Those two things alone open up several cans of worms. Well, because so. you're not going to win. Yeah. You know, and, and the stupidity of people on the page with that stuff is tremendous. I mean, my God, people, are we really that much Are we much, that much down the road? I mean, come on, man. Some of that stuff, I mean, it makes me seem like a 4-0 student. I mean, I hate to say that, but some of the stuff people post make me feel awful smart. You know, it's like, good Lord, folks, come on now. So, anyway, I, my point was I just wanted to thank everybody for being part of the page. And There are some good people on there. There are. I mean, there are, some, there are some tremendous, and for the most part, everybody on there is. Yeah. They have their moments. Um, the tough part, I don't know if that's the right word. Tough part is probably not the right word. But, like, the people that have left, left us, Hera Clara. Tom Patton, Scott Herman, and others. And there are still many others that are medically challenged or whatever that will write privately and, you know, and thank me for helping them get through the day or whatever. That makes it all worthwhile. You know, on the days that you don't feel like you can get up or you get irritated at somebody's stupid comment and you, you read something like that and it makes it all worthwhile. But unfortunately that's part of sports and you're going to have people get mad. You're going to have people get happy and it's a a competition for the most part. That's what sports is. But at the bottom, it's a game and it's entertainment. Nobody's more competitive than me. Trust me. I don't like losing a rummy. I don't like losing a checkers. That's just from being an athlete, I guess. But, you know, there is a line that you cross, and it's amazing how far some people just trample over it and go on their way. 
So anyway, I want to thank everybody for being part of it, and hopefully it'll continue. And Mark, while I have a chance, I want to thank you for joining me for another episode of my podcast. You got to get some of our old people and have a roundtable. We just, we really and truly need to do that. We did. It would be fun. I did want to plan that. And you know, it would it be just, fun. Yeah, I, I agree. If I tell you what, and I'll post it. If people are interested in being a part of that, if you don't mind, if people are interested in sitting here with us and having a roundtable of of just sports talk or maybe the old show or whatever. Drop me a message, drop Lee a message, and just let us know, hey, I'd love to be a part of it. That way we can kind of schedule, I don't know, four, five, six at a time and maybe do more than one. I mean, most of my Mondays are pretty open, so let's... I don't have a date, so mine are always open. (laughs) But if y'all are interested in it, just please drop one of us a message. Yeah, I mean, I know I wanted to plan something like that, but then I took a month off my podcast for really stupid reasons and it's my fault i'm but you got to get away from it eventually too i mean yeah. people think it's easy to sit behind a microphone or sit and type all day about stuff well no it isn't i mean the last few weeks of my podcast have just been me talking and i've kind of gotten sick of See? just me talking that's where that would have worked i mean who wants to listen to me talk you know for hours on end type of thing hey did you get a winner nope <laughs> I just am, thought I'd throw I, that out to you. I am not a winner. I'm sorry. I need a winner. Let's, you know what? We'll plan that eventually before the end of the year. Let's have a round table. Bring your own microphone and cords. Cause well, we got six, well, we got six chairs, so hey, we're good. The only problem is I only have four microphone ports. So we we'll pass mic- it around. Hot, hot microphone. We're all hot buddies microphone. here. We'll pass that thing around. I, I, if you... Listening to this, be interested in that. You know, contact Mark and drop myself. you a note too. Yeah, drop us a note. We'll we'll get it together. We'll have a lot of fun doing it. We'll do a roundtable type of thing. Possibly, you know, whatever we can do it at another venue or something like that, or here. We'll do it right here at the table. Okay, that's cool. And that location will be given out after we plan it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be for the people that. Yes. Uh, yes. That will be there will not be a crowd. No, no, no. Maybe for like the hundred. Holy cow! One of my loyal minions just sent me. Andy Dalton sells his Cincinnati home. Hmm. Way to way to get the fans excited, Andy. (laughs) That's a great way to. Yeah. The next thing is AJ McCarron sells his. Oh, then there's a problem. Who's quarterbacking? Oh, you gotta wonder. I mean, if the dude's gonna go through it and sell his home, I mean, you know, you kind of gotta go. Well. That's not I don't a, know. I don't know why he's doing that. That's not a great sign when you know you're selling your home. Well, and before we close, I mean, it's like we talked earlier. What's the difference in trading Dalton and trading or letting McCarron walk free? You know, to me, hey, I'd shop. I'd shop your boy around. Yeah. I mean, what do you got to lose? There's teams that want him. I'm sure Cleveland would probably be glad to take Dalton. His salary is nowhere as ridiculous as most. So he's why he's not affordable and he's not the worst answer out there. Well, I mean, he's not the worst by by he's, far, but he's not me. I mean, why would you not shop him? I mean, I don't know. That's an interesting. I don't know if there's any big thing to it, but you know what the hell? Might as well find out. There is one more thing I wanted to mention too, and you're going to love this because I know you love a kickball. There's two I'm going to paint my face as soon as we're done, by the way, and have a pint and put my boots on and run around the pitch. 
Show me your paint. Oh, no, only on game day. No, 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 no. You, you said you're going to paint your face. Only on game day. I'll do it for so, the Dayton Lions. There's two things, and one of them Southwest Ohio with the hashtag MLS to Cincy. Did you see today that Mercy Health signed a deal with FC Cincinnati in case they do go up to the MLS? They had a checkerboard design for an MLS kit. No, but I would be very surprised if Cincinnati doesn't move up. I think they showed not only the MLS brass, but the entire country, they're serious. They can support it. What I'm not fully understanding about this Columbus deal, they seem to have a pretty loyal following. Yeah. So why are they bolting? Are they not getting their stadium like everybody else? What's what's the big deal? You kind of jumped the gun on that. That was the second point. Of what hey, I know my kickball. I know you know your kickball, but it's a hashtag save the crew. It's one thing. I mentioned that during a Wright State soccer game, and the guy working next to me is like, move to Austin. I'm like, son, you best not. I'm not, not sure I get I, I don't know. I'm not sure I get the reasoning behind you have, that. You have San Antonio trying to get in the MOS. You got Houston. And they're raiding Columbus. And you got FC Dallas in there. That's that's pretty flooded For market. you non-kickball people, FC is football club, I believe. Yes. I know my kickball. See, you do know your kickball. What's SC? You really want me to say what I think FC is? Well, it's I thought it was football club. No, you, S, S, SC? SC, yeah. FC, yeah, is football club. Well, if it was talking Bengals or Brown, it would be stinking club. <laughs> Silly club. I can't I can't wait for the uh, the logo reimagining of that Bengals SC. What's that? Silly club. What Silly are you club. talking about? Stink. Uh, uh, soccer club. Soccer club. Yeah, that'd See, that be, was too easy. Yeah, i give you the easy I'd ones have that on that. One. Just oh, did you hear about the possibility of building a stadium in Oakley in Cincinnati? That Oakley, would, yeah. Any Oakley? Where the hell's Oakley? Um, you know where five sixty two kind of ends, the Norwood Lateral at seventy one. I do. Right around there. So that'd be north of downtown, north of UC's campus, and Xavier's for that matter. It sure sounds like. The Cincinnati people have put on a good enough show, a good enough presentation to get an MLS franchise. I mean, I don't think you put a team on ESPN twice and not be serious about it. Yeah. You beat two MLS squads in the Open Cup. I mean. Yeah, I mean, I, to me, it makes sense. The thing with Columbus, I just really fail to to grasp that. They seem like they've been a pretty loyal franchise they are they're very loyal there's no loyalty in sports anymore they'll scoot in a heartbeat sad but true i mean the fans are loyal but you know the front office yeah i agree on that it's all about the dollar bill i mean would it be nice to have a downtown arena district well yeah but i'd like to fly airplanes too it ain't gonna happen same thing i mean where are you gonna build it arena districts packed i mean there's nationwide arena there's there's not a lot of places to build around there. Well, I remember when they were gonna when they were gonna build Great American. There was talk about building it somewhere else on the edge of the city. Hmm. Oh yeah, I can over the Rhine or somewhere over that direction. There was a lot of talk about that. I mean, once upon a time, Cincinnati played you know away from the river. Yeah, Crosley Field was that was a place, man. I, yeah. What a great childhood that was. My nana used to tell me about that. My nana and pop. I miss them so much. Went there many, many times. I mean, it was, without a doubt, 
And now it's funny because all the ballparks are trying to go back to that retro look, yeah, you know. And with all the technology, you know, with the video screens and everything, it's hard to because people expect that. I have a question to throw out to you, and okay. I don't know if I'll post this one or not. All these ridiculous uniforms are coming out with. Ohio State's now got another retro or alternative, whatever the word is, yeah. for the Michigan game. When's it going to happen with college and pro basketball? They go back to throwback night and wear the real short shorts. Probably, I know, I know this for a fact. Back in the day, God, it had to be 90s when I was there. UD basketball was celebrating, I don't know what anniversary it was. I don't, I don't remember. But they were going throwback uniforms. I remember they had trouble finding somebody that could make the throwback shorts that had the belt buckle. Oh, oh, yeah. Back in the day, they had a belt buckle on basketball shorts. That can't be cheap to The players make. refused to wear the throwback shorts. The jerseys are fine, but the players refused to wear the short shorts. Why? Because only girls wear those hey. type of shorts type of thing, you know. I know, but it's like, wait a minute. It's called throwback for a reason. Wear the knee socks, put the Chuck Taylors on. If you're going to go true fullback, then... Yeah, go you, go you, with that's right. Go all the way with it. These alternative stuff. I know it's marketing, and there's suckers born every day to buy them. I mean, look at the NBA. No, Where's tradition? Well, the NBA is on the way make. to being a NASCAR uniform with these companies all over them. And I know I got into it with the wrestling guru today about I don't care what color they are as long as they play. No, it's it's marketing. Yeah, that's wonderful. If recruits like it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Alabama doesn't need it. Penn State doesn't need it. A team mm-hmm. like Ohio State should not need to go away from the scarlet and gray in the traditional look. You're Ohio State. You're not Oregon. You're yeah. not You're not You're not NASCAR. You're not Bozo the Clown. You set the standards. You don't need to go get Oh, I better go get a retro so this 93-star quarterback will come to my place to play. No. That's not how it works. Yeah, I like fashion. As you can tell, I'm a fashionable individual. <laughs> but when you start adding colors to your team colors that aren't your colors, no, no, uh, enough. With the exception of all the NBA jerseys ripping apart because Nike. Yeah, Nike, really how are we cheap. doing with that? Oh, but boy. now they got company logos on them, and I get the money and all that kind of stuff. But no, I mean, enough. I you mean, know, it's enough. If you look overseas, I mean, European basketball has done that for years. And and how much do people really watch European basketball? I do the European on my basketball and go watch that garbage. Well, around here, probably not a lot. I'll be honest. Oh, there's on big that, money over there. No oh, yeah. doubt about it. But basketball is pretty big over there. That's again, it's like you're lowering our standards to theirs. You know, and, and I'm not. I saw again today. I think it's the Dodgers and. I don't even remember who it is. They're going to play a three-gamer in Mexico. Maybe it was a Padres. I don't remember. Mm. Okay, great. You're going to extend the brand or whatever. Yeah. Quit giving our game away. Quit taking these NFL games to England. You're never going to put a franchise over there. It's not feasible. The players will never let it happen. One, logistics would be impossible for families, the teams, tra- the, the tra- travel. The travel overseas. You can't alone. do it. Passports. I mean, what are you going to have? The Dusseldorf? Hogan's Heroes All-Stars come over here for three weeks at a time and stay? thing is, NFL tried the Europe experiment, and it didn't work out. Well, that almost is like the USFL. It did work, but they screwed it up by trying to go head-to-head during the same months of the year. 
if they would have left that alone and played in the summer, well, the bidding war would have gotten ridiculous more so. But it would have been the perfect, I don't want to say minor league system because a lot of big names went there, but it would work. Yeah. It will work. The USFL, or not the USFL, but the World League, no. That's a kickball country. It's a novelty to go play a game over there once at a blue moon, but they're not going to support it all the time. Yeah. They're a kickball. Especially if you keep sending the teams that aren't supposed to be any good. Over well, you keep London. sending them Jacksonville, and then you kill them with the Browns. That's yeah. going to get your brand out there. I mean, it's, Our brand it's a novelty. Is yeah, it's a novelty. Watch. You know, I do feel sorry for Browns fans, and I know I a lot of them. Is he Snickers? <laughs> I mean, it's it's sad when you – the people like Bob Wells and, and Shane Sheridan and Stephen Springberg, who's probably – torn everything up between here and Cincinnati. But when you're that loyal and you, oh, you got to endure that every day. Yeah. I mean, it's sad. It, it's almost, it is sad. That's, that's it. Going back to the uniforms thing, I, I mean, that's one of the favorite things I like to do is see, you know, what's new, what the logos look like type of thing. And, I'll I'll like the alternate jerseys, but there's comes a point where okay, stop right now. I mean, look at the NBA Indiana Pacers. I mean, all NBA teams now have four different tops. And it's not home away or an alternative no. anymore. It's what do you want to wear? And okay, the other team's gotta wear the opposite. I so, mean the Charger blue in football that's sweet. That's yeah. throwback. Yeah. That's not changing your entire Color scheme, helmet, logo, whatever. Right. NBA, college has just gotten asinine. Oregon, okay, fine. You want to play Crayola Crayon Box? Go ahead. It's not putting wins on the field. You know, yeah, young kids like that. I get it. I mean, it's... But it's wins and losses, sports fans. It's not a fashion show. Exactly. I mean, do you remember the wins and losses more, or do you remember? Oh well, Ohio State had like you know. I think black we, I think I said is before the ship sank, the thug chain now. What, the, do, you, what the, do you mean the, the ship sank? This is the first recording. The turnover, the turnover chain is that what they're calling that thing now? Uh, the U yeah. busted that thing out. The, really? Come on, seriously? Well, they gave Notre Dame the L chain. Does that count? Yeah, well, they should have. I mean, I'm sorry. Do that stuff in the locker room after the game, but to have these buffoons run out and hook them up with it and do whatever they're doing, no. No. I'm sorry. That just goes beyond enough. And all the buffoons also, I'm using that word today, to cry about baseball being too long. Have you tuned into an NFL or college game lately? Those babies are running three and a half, four hours. So, you know, you want to cry about the length of a baseball game? Check out that. Instant replay takes at least a half hour a game. Um, commercials, they have gotten better with that. But mm. all the other stuff, three and a half, four hours, baby, every time. I mean, heck, it was a couple hours after the Bengals game ended. I'm getting in my car, and they're still talking post-game about it. Well, not post-game itself, but, you know, the talk show about what Yeah, the one that doesn't get any calls. Yeah, I know the one you're talking about. Yeah, I know. I know who you're talking about. Ah, same yeah, same yeah. network. Yeah, yeah, you know. So, no, again, if people want to do this, get a hold of one of us. We'll do it. Yeah, roundtable. I'll look forward to now, it. Now, when will you have this edited and up and running for the fans so I know what to post them? Well, if they're listening to it, it will be right now. But, that's that's uh, true. That's a good point. 
Sometime in an hour or so. I got to do editing, of course. I didn't screw up that many times. No, I got to do sound editing. I got to do all that stuff. Talking about the equipment or something being soft. And I told you, I'm 61. I've been soft for years. You got to leave that in there. I can't leave that's that in there. That's not editable. I can't leave that you in can there. T- I could be a soft individual. It's World Kindness Day on top of that, so I am soft. <laughs> It's all about the humor, too, don't forget. World kindness. Don't forget your crowd. Is it is true. World Kindness Day. That's not a foul. No, 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 not that. It's just it's every colorful. day is a special day. Stop it. You I'm don't a special need... individual. I'm not talking about <laughs> that. I'm talking yeah, tomorrow about is National Pickle Day or something. National Donut Day. National Donut yeah, make that up got your dropped own. in the trash day. National Ha 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 exactly. Ha Day. It's just there's too many of these days. Although, yes, in this world, we probably do need a World Kindness Day. Make it a month. I told you, I'd actually written today's World Kindness Day, hug someone, and then wait for the police to arrest you. And I thought, no, that'd probably be about too much. Well, people can't see it since it's an audio podcast. But if it was a video podcast, I'd go hug you. I'd be calling the police, too. And I'd be running out. You edited this. It's your podcast now. Good luck. That's why they kept me away from the board on radio. I'd have blown (laughs) that thing to smithereens. I was working at a college radio station the whole time I was right state, and it didn't blow up on me. They tried to teach me once. No chance. Heck, just getting a chance to go on a radio board, that would be cool. You know, I love... There's I a love, lot of talented people in, in this area that they're just not getting the opportunity. Um, it's very sad, and, and I've talked about it before, but it's very sad the amount of talent that's around here not getting that chance. Like I said, you got Jim Manley and Mike Sinto, Dan Edwards. Dan's a veteran. You I know, still can't believe Jim he got Jim Manley's released. a veteran. I can't um, believe he got released from Andy 92 Furman's down the road. My God. Yeah. You know, you could fill up a station full, but it makes too much sense. It's sad. It's, it's very much sad. And that's where the podcast like this gives the people an opportunity to be heard I and mean, to speak. For me, I started the podcast mainly because I wanted to talk about Dayton sports since most of them weren't being talked about at all. But I also figured, hey, maybe I can throw this into a resume and people can actually listen to my voice and, hey, this guy well, it actually is. does. It, it truly it is a working resume. That's a very good way to look at it. And and doing these and, and allowing other people to do them, it works for them too. Yeah, I mean, you might be an avenue for somebody to start a hell of a career. You never know. Exactly. And again, that's where the stations in town have really dropped the ball. It's it's it, like the word local was forgotten about. Well, I know money's important. I know But money can be made at this. It truly yeah. can. Sports sells. It, it it does. It's sports you see the page. How many thousands of people are on that page? I mean, so it you, sells. How how many likes now do you have? Eighty eight thousand, something I like that? Who knows? That's amazing. I don't think I'll get to know. that in my lifetime. I mean, I just shake my head at it when I see it come up. It's like, wow, didn't see that one coming. I'm just happy when my girlfriend and my parents like the status, like, hey, I'm broadcasting this game. Go watch it. I don't. I just shake my head at it. It's it's very humbling. I mean, it's it, but it also shows people are looking for that outlet for sports talk. They it's, truly are. It's. A life release type of thing, you know. You work hard during the week, and then here comes well, sports. Well, it's Talk on the way home. It. It's it's, you know, 
in my case, I'm the black sheep. I'm the Colin Kaepernick of Dayton Radio. You don't have the fro. You need the fro. Not Harley. No, I thought I'd I'd file collusion charges like him. But it's just, you know, it's sad. I mean, and and I've said it a million times to him. I'm done with it. You know, go let somebody else have the chance. But that's falling on deaf ears. I'll I'll buy you a Bob Ross fro. Then you can really, truly be the Bob Ross an icon, man. I love Bob Ross. I even killed a Chia Pet trying to make hair grow. You can kill Chia Pets? I did it. Oh, yeah, man. I, oh, that thing, that poor thing had no chance. Absolutely wiped the Chia I killed the Chia Pet. What was the Chia Pet? Was it one well, of those? It was, a, it was a head that was going to grow hair. I thought, well, I'll try it on him first before I try it on myself. <laughs> I put Turf Builder on my head, watered it, nothing. Oh, yeah, nothing. Well, that poor guy just, no. Well, he had the whitest part in history of a Chia Pet. I threw him in a, a fire pit, and he wouldn't even burn. <laughs> It was horrible. Did you help me? He's like, yeah, screw you. I'm not letting this go. No, I'm not staying around. Oh, yeah. I didn't think you could not grow oh, yeah. a Chia Pet. I did it. I, I did. No chance. It just was done. Those commercials lied to me. I, I oh, mean, no. It, it probably works normally. I just, I don't know. For me, no. Ne- next you're going to tell me the clapper didn't work for you or something like that. No, I haven't had the clapper yet. Take that on a drum roll. <laughs> No, it's, uh, it's it's fun. This but, this has been really fun. And well, like I mentioned, it's great to have you again, Mark. And you know you're always welcome on my podcast. You got any final words? No, just again, thank everybody for the page. And again, get a hold of one of us if you want to be part of the, the roundtable. It'll be a lot of fun. I know I know a number of people have talked to me about it already, but um, let's, yeah, just message one of us. Like I said, you can pick a date right now if you really want to. Well, let's see what kind of response, if anybody, you know, because like I said, I don't have a date, so it's not like I'm stressed for a certain day. I mean, pretty much my weekends are book solid all Weekends ain't going to work because I'm watching football at that point. And I'm at South Metro nearby calling hockey. I, I, I didn't realize how much hockey there could actually be. And, and well, now, there'd probably be a lot more if there was more sheets of ice around and rinks. Losing hair, I hurt a lot of people. Oh yeah, dude. Um, that was that was a real tough day. It's, and a, I was, it's a tough sport because it's expensive for kids, I'm sure. But I mean, there's it's always, a sport that's growing. There's, you know, there's always the try hockey for free days that the Dayton Stealth do. And I mean, there's a lot of people wanting to play. Hockey is such a great sport. It's one of my favorites. And it's kickball on ice. Well, there's no ball. It's kick puck. Well, actually, you can't. Kick but there's the a puck, lot of but, older yeah. people I know playing whatever you want to call them, old leagues. But it's still a game that people enjoy playing. And I think if people really had the chance to go watch it and understand the rules, they'd really get taken in by it. Kickball, eh, to me, that's still very monotonous. And I, I get where you're coming Ice from. Ice hockey is fast. It's action. Yeah, it's, it's, it's skating. Is There's no you're going. fat you're guy going. kicking it the other way for the skinny guy to run all the way to the other end. You know, there's a big difference. Yeah. Hockey is a sport that people, I think, would really enjoy. Unfortunately, until they put a USA jersey on a kickball player or a hockey player, nobody cares. It's a shame, too, because I will say probably the best family that's not my own that I've all I've fallen into have been the hockey families, the demons and demolition families. And now with my work with Centerville High School and Springboro High School, you know, being part of their hockey family, it's you got one of the best hockey PA announcers in the in the world or in the country right here with the B-Man. Yeah. He was outstanding. Yeah, he was. You know, so there's another guy that 
he'd have it, you know, you could put him right back in a booth, he'd be great. But anyway, let's wrap this thing up. Before I do, want to congratulate the following teams for winning state titles around here. First up, we'll go over Division Three state winner in volleyball, Versailles. They took on Coldwater and beat them in five sets. Congrats go out to the Tigers. In Division One, it's Ursuline Academy out of Cincinnati, and both of these were won at Wright State's Nutter Center. Still really cool to think about how high school volleyball and the semifinals and finals are played at Wright State. I mentioned that last week, and I will say that for a long time. For Division Three boys and girls soccer, Summit Country Day of Cincinnati, they are state winners. It's pretty cool when it's not just one team, it's both of your varsity teams getting the title on there, so congrats go out to Summit. For Division Two girls soccer, Indian Hill with the state title, and not too far away for Division One Loveland with the D1 title. And for boys soccer in Division One, the Beavers of Beaver Creek have the state title in Greene County. Congrats go out to all those teams. It's great seeing local teams around here pick up state titles. So, next week will be episode 14, and the topic is yet to be determined, but that's why you can go ahead and like the Facebook page, The Gem and the Queen's Crown, for exciting behind-the-scenes look at the podcast. Also, Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the Lee W. Mallon. You can go to Mark Schlemmer's Facebook page. Just look for Mark Schlemmer, and you can join in on the sports talk there. Like I mentioned, lots of great people, lots of great talk. And also, going back to how you can listen to this podcast, well, there's iTunes, Google Play, Pocket Casts, TuneIn, Stitcher, StreamPod.net, my website, theleewmallon.com, and the host, Gem City Sports Network. Again, you can subscribe via email. Just go to my website, click on podcast, and put in your email address. And also, thank you to Chad Hollingsworth for creating my new podcast logo. I enjoy it. I hope you enjoy it. And I hope you will come back for future episodes to come. Episode 13, Three Times the Mark, is now complete. Thanks for listening in to the podcast. Thanks for listening to The Gem on the Queen's Crown. Don't forget to like the Facebook page, The Gem on the Queen's Crown. Follow the podcaster, The Lee W. Mowen, on Twitter and Instagram. Also, visit www.theleewmowen.com and www.gemcitysports.com. Thank you.